Hello, and thank you for tuning into season three of Just Life and Lessons Learned podcast. If you are new here, my name is Moya, and this is my creative outlet in which I do my very best to provide you with fuel for growth and self awareness one episode at a time. I hope you enjoy today's episode, but before we get into it, I'm going to take a moment to acknowledge today's sponsor. Hello, it's Moya here. Before we continue on with today's episode, I just want to pop in and say, if you've been enjoying the Just Life and Lessons Learned podcast, make sure to show some love by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review if you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And with that said, I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to start talking. Hello, hello. First off, I do want to apologize for the audio quality. My husband is a little sick right now, so we are spending some time apart and I am not recording in my home office because that is where our bedroom is and that is also where he is quarantining. You can definitely hear the fan. I'm not sure how the acoustics are in this area, um, but I am recording from my kitchen. The climate of the world right now is a little uneasy and it is very understandable. I feel that currently I am in a state of mourning and just wanting to hold space and compassion for those who are directly affected, but I'm going to move on from that topic and not get too into it and also not be too specific because today is a new day and today is the beginning of a new week if you are listening to this on monday originally i had this topic planned for a bonus episode but last week was just not the week for creation and execution i was just not in my element i needed some time for myself just to realign nonetheless with that said this episode is marked as explicit because we will be covering topics on sex sexual trauma, and my experience-based opinions on the matter. I would also like to add a disclaimer that I am not an expert nor medical professional. I am not providing healthcare, medical, or nutritional therapy services, nor am I attempting to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical, mental, or emotional issue, disease, or condition. That was a lot to unfold, but I do have to add that disclaimer before I continue on talking about this topic. Now let's get on with the episode. About two weeks ago, I asked my listeners to give me suggestions on what to talk about on the podcast, and I was a little surprised as to how many of you wanted to know more about sex and all of its complexities. For the record, I love talking about sex and intimacy with others respectfully. And because of that, it genuinely made me so happy to see a handful of individuals interested in this topic in a non-perversive manner because sex, although normalized, is still a weird topic to talk about and the big question is why? So my take on this is that it's due to the misconceptions revolving sex in society. The act of sex and what comes with it is believed to be definitive. And what that means is the belief that sex is penetrative or it's not sex at all. If there isn't a penis entering a vagina, it doesn't count as sex. And even then, there's this weird standard within the idea of sex, followed by the connotation of sex being dirty. And 
I am referring to what is deemed as appropriate within the realm of consensual sex, by the way. From my experience with sex, sex is subjective. And what that means is that there are many different ways to experience sex, and sex is contingent on the pleasures of each consenting individual. So again, it is subject to change. With that said, before I continue, I want to state another trigger warning for today's episode. I will be talking about sex, sexual healing, and sexual trauma. So if you do not feel you are in the space to consume such topics in this moment, I highly encourage you to wait for my next episode on just life and lessons learned. While I was in the shower, kind of weird to talk about, but yes, while I was in the shower, I really wanted to hone in on what I perceive to be true when it comes to sex. A great question that was brought up was whether or not having multiple partners, whether all at once or in the course of time, was a bad thing. And as a former Christian, I was taught to believe that saving myself for marriage was an act of love towards my husband. And although when I was younger, the thought of that seemed ideal, it honestly didn't resonate with me and later then only brought shame into my life. The crazy thing was, it was the reason I gave into my abuser because I was under the impression that allowing another person to put their penis inside me was the way to prove my desire to have them stay, which is far from the truth. So after reflecting on my consensual experience with past partners while I was in the shower, I came to the realization that having multiple partners is actually not a bad thing. I genuinely do not believe it's wrong either, but I also don't believe it's necessary. What I do believe though, and this is coming from my own experiences and also based off of the experience with people I've connected with and have talked to on this matter, is that many of us, regardless of age, spiritual backgrounds, or cultural beliefs, many of us go unprepared into engaging in multiple sexual interactions. And this is because we get into it with people who don't align with or even understand the way we receive and think of sex. And even going based off that, most people don't even sit to think about what sex is to them. Sex is a form of connection. Sex is subjective, and that means what is sex to me may not be considered sex to another person and may very well be too much sex for someone else. So the act of connecting through physical intimacy with someone who wishes to do so equally is nothing to be ashamed about. Even the act of connecting through physical intimacy with yourself is also nothing to be ashamed about. Beyond that, your desire to wait for someone whose idea of sex aligns with your own is also nothing to be ashamed about. But what does seem wrong though is trying to force someone into compromising their comfortability with sex in order to submit into what you want in the form of pleasure. In my opinion, that's a form of sexual assault or manipulation and it's just not cool. So my take on that, having multiple partners can provide opportunities for one to reflect on their preferred forms of pleasure, but to be honest, this discovery could very well be done alone. Discovering how you wish to provide pleasure and what you're comfortable with can be done with one person or multiple people as well. I also wanted to touch base on monogamy. Honestly, monogamy is so overrated. I'm monogamous, but what is monogamous to my husband and I may not be considered monogamous to someone else. But because monogamy is normalized and deemed as acceptable in my world, too many people fail to reflect on their true emotional and physical desires. 
Where I'm from, it is taught that monogamy is the only acceptable way to love. Then, society, where I'm from, paints this false image that the only way to rebel against conforming is through hookup culture. And hookup culture is a view on sex without respect, without consent, without satisfaction. Hookup culture is just impregnated by shame and entitlement rather than pleasure and gratitude. Now to dabble into the basics of sex, what is it? That's the big question. What is sex? Well, it's going to be different for everyone, but to me, it's a sensation. They are sensations that can be felt without a penis, without vaginal penetration, without another person's involvement, and through the presence of someone else's involvement. With that belief, what my abuser would deem as my first time having sex is actually inaccurate. And following up on that, as someone who has been sexually assaulted, that belief of sex is actually kind of liberating. Sex is enjoyable, and what happened to me as a victim was just someone taking advantage of me and violating, not sex. I want to go over two really amazing questions I received regarding this topic. Number one, the act of talking to your partner before trying something new. Communication is the first step and understanding is what follows. So creating an understanding that the desire to explore something new may or may not be enjoyable is one key in ensuring a new experience ends or continues on a positive note. And to paint a picture, I will play it out. Let's say your partner is interested in pleasing you in a position that requires a lot of strength and flexibility on your end. You're intrigued by the idea and then you tell them you're down a try. This is a good time to also express something like, if I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to tell you to stop. Or if you have a hard time speaking up during the act of sex, you can always say, can you check in on me if I start to look uncomfortable? Or I would like to experiment and talk about it after. And I get it, this conversation may not seem very sexy, but regardless, it is necessary to have a sexy time. And the reason is because you feel you have the space to stop at any point. A part of you understands that you are in a safe space and your partner is also understanding that if you need to stop, it has nothing to do with them. You're simply uncomfortable and that's that. I also really want to emphasize that there is also an option to just say no and your no should be respected by your sexual partner just as you should respect theirs. To acknowledge that sex is a personal thing is a sure way to remove being offended when you're told no. Understanding that you're not entitled to pleasure at the expense of someone else's discomfort is also a sure way to remove being offended by someone else's no. If you don't like someone's boundaries, you can always remove yourself from the matter and allow that person to find someone who aligns with their boundaries and someone who aligns with yours. We need to kind of stop trying to force these things to work when they're not meant to be partnered with one another. But back to the questions. Question number two was in regards to having sex after sexual trauma. Or rather, how I perceive the question is how to enjoy sex after sexual trauma. And my take on this is to rewrite the way you define the word sex and sexual pleasure. I feel like time, understanding, and communication can be essential in the healing process. Definitely seek a mentor as well as you continue your healing journey, 
whether that's a therapist or a healed individual who's open to hearing you out while providing insight, or even just a trusted individual who has the space for you. Talking it out, writing about it, and understanding your feelings in the events that transpired is a good method to strive towards. I will mention again, I know I keep saying this, but I am not an expert and I highly advise you to seek someone who specializes in this area of expertise. I personally went celibate for about a year, maybe a little less, I think it was a year, but I went celibate for a year in order to begin healing and just reflecting on my sexual trauma and that was very helpful for me. Also, as much as I understand how helpful sharing my sexual experience with my husband would be, our sex to me is very sacred and I wish to keep it between my husband and I, but what I will share is that there was a lot of communication along with the beginning of our physical intimacy and to this day there still is. I think that covers about everything I feel comfortable talking about in regards to sex. All in all, it's subjective. Virginity and purity culture is merely prejudice against those who choose to endeavor or have been forced to take on a route that society deems as shameful. And I also want to mention my teacher, who is one of the founders of Peace Inside Out. He said, while guilt is defined as I did something wrong, shame is defined as I am wrong. I am not worthy. So when I say shame, that is the definition I am referring to. Also, if you're currently in a spiritual journey or looking for guidance in meditative practices, I highly encourage you to check out his Instagram, which is Peace Inside Out. And I will also leave a link in the description for those of you who are interested in that. Back to what I was saying, hookup culture, on the other hand, is the exploitation of exploring sex and pleasure. It often downplays, dismisses, or gaslights sexual assault as well, and it deems it as normal or part of the process because sex is dirty, sex is uncomfortable, sex is raunchy, therefore, if it brings you discomfort, that just means you're too vanilla, which is far from the truth. Anyways, I love exploring topics like this. They help me grow as a person by providing an opportunity to understand myself better. Today, I would like to invite you to ask yourself, what is sex to you? And how have you explored sex in your life? What makes you feel pleasurable sensations? And what can you do to ensure you are staying true to yourself in the realm of connection, sensations, and pleasure? And before I tune off, remember, saying no is staying true to your body's yes. If you enjoyed today's episode on Just Life and Lessons Learned, be sure to share it with a friend, a lover, your baby daddy, your landlord, anybody you think would benefit from the space. And if you would like to view more content of mine, feel free to stalk my Instagram page at Konmoya, which is K-O-N-M-O-Y-A, where I do my very best to create self-check-ins every Wednesday to help navigate you through your self-awareness journey and encourage you to become a better you. So with all of that said, I will catch you on the next one. Bye!